Hello, my beautiful and sexy and incredibly desirable. Ah, and fantastic. Human becoming, non-human, more than human, dear friend of mine, lover, co-journeyer on this strange walk of life. Hello, hi. (laughs) I am so, so, so glad to be here with you today. And I'm going to be releasing this episode on the first day of 2022, which I know kind of disrupts our usual Sunday programming, but I figured, what the hey? <laughs> and y'all know me. I am, uh, I, I don't like rules. <laughs> if I see a rule, I'm like, hmm, even if it's a self-imposed one, there's a part of my consciousness that's like, a rule. Hmm. We should do something about that. (laughs) So here, because I desire to be here on this beautiful first day of 2022. Hmm. I'm feeling really excited and turned on about the podcast uh, episode that we're going to do today. And honestly, I've been dreaming about doing it for as long as I've been dreaming about having a podcast. I remember listening to Evian Whitney's podcast. Now it is called Sensual Self, uh, but for a while it was called The Sexually Liberated Woman. And I remember she did this one podcast episode that was kind of a new year intention setting around sex and sexuality. And it totally blew my mind. I was like, whoa, you can do that? Like you can set specific sexy intentions for the new year? What? That's amazing. (laughs) And so I have been dreaming about doing that at least for as long as I've decided to come on here and speak so openly and so much about sex and sexuality and the erotic and all of that good stuff. And so today we're going to be doing a sexy New Year's ritual. And so I'm really going to invite you to grab a pen and a journal or a piece of paper, or just to be in a quiet space and commit to speaking your intentions out loud. Like I, I'm really inviting you to find a way of naming and honoring and voicing, whether it's through the written word or through, you know, speaking out to the universe, what some of your intentions are for 2022, specifically as they relate to your sexuality, your desires your erotic energy. And so I'm going to share some of mine with you. And I hope that as I speak, you start to get a sense of how expansive these intentions can be. Maybe you'll feel inspired by some of mine and say like, yeah, fuck, that sounds good. I want more of that. And maybe some of your own will come up and you'll say, hmm, delicious. (laughs) And so that's my deepest intention for today. This is just going to be a beautiful, beautiful ritual to celebrate that we are moving into a sexier 2022. So what does that look like for each and every one of us? And so I have a candle burning and I have a beautiful piece of rose quartz. My candle is pink. I like to match things. I have, I have, many colored candles. Fun fact about me. I have like a box (laughs) full of different colored candles for different rituals. So I have my pink candle and I have the rose quartz and I'm definitely drawing in a lot of Venusian energy, Mm, which feels good and delicious. And I'm inviting the energy of that beautiful rose quartz. I love rose quartz. It's one of my favorite stones. I always have a piece under my bed, and I just like to bring the energy of love into my space. So I'm calling all of those in for us collectively. If you feel called to burn a candle or set up a bowl of water or create a makeshift altar or do whatever you need to do to really honor this space as sacred and to honor your intentions as sacred. In the past year, I have really been upping my manifesting game in like an actually scary way. Uh, at the beginning of each year, I kind of do an art piece 
to symbolize my intention for the new year. And in 2021, that included a lot of like to do's. You know, I was like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this and I'm going to create this and da da da. And a lot of those things to me when I was beginning the year seemed like impossible. And I was like, well, if I can just do some of these, looking back, you know, from the end, from from now and looking at those intentions, I see that literally every single thing that I wrote down there, it happened. I manifested it, which is really amazing. And I've noticed that when I write, and it's why I would encourage kind of a a physical writing with this, when I write about things that are going to happen, they do happen. It's really witchy and magical and fun and amazing. And sometimes it makes me a bit scared to write things down because I know that they can happen. And then I'm like, oh, do I really want this to happen? And then I notice that strange thing that happens with our desires, which is so often we say we want something (laughs) and yet there's a huge part of us that is absolutely terrified of getting that thing. I've been watching this show called The Nevers, which is absolutely amazing. I would recommend every kind of witchy spiritual person um, watches that show, especially for the witches. That show is just absolutely fantastic. I loved it so much. I actually, I had to have a little, my mom and I finished it last night and we didn't realize that there were only six episodes. So we went and walked the dog, um, walked Marley, and then we came back and we were like, we're going to settle in and watch this episode. And then we realized we had already watched the finale. And I literally had to get on the ground and like, let me move away from the mic to do this. Um, But I was just like, (gasps) I was totally distraught that I wasn't able to play in that universe anymore. It absolutely was magnificent. But there was something that someone said in, I think, the season finale, um, which was... Ah, that often um, people will do absolutely everything to prevent themselves from getting what they want. And I think that's really deeply true. And I don't think it's a conscious thing. So it becomes really confusing for us. And I, I think this is where shadow work and manifestation have to go together. Because so often we're saying, oh, I really want this thing. And our vast soul self actually wants something totally different, but we're only relating to one aspect of our desire. So when I manifest, I manifest from a place of of really trying to connect to the wholeness of my desire. And I think that's what has led me to be such a successful manifester. I'm also, for those of you who are interested in human design, I'm a manifesting generator. So I'm not able to manifest in the same way that manifestors are, but I'm a pretty good manifester. So anyway, (sighs) enough about me. Well, actually, let's not say that. This whole episode is about me. (laughs) But I hope you can start to bring yourself into the room, right? That you can start to (sighs) sit with all of your desires, the ones that scare you, the ones that intimidate you, right? And maybe take a nice deep breath. I'm taking a deep breath into my pussy and drawing that energy throughout my entire body. I think this is another thing about manifesting is like connecting to our sexual energy. That's why sex magic is amazing. But connecting to our sexual energy as we manifest, very powerful stuff. Once again, the erotic, what can't they do? Amazing, amazing, amazing. So, hmm, I'm just going to settle into my body and I'm going to invite you to do the same, right? So as we create this sacred ritual space and this container, just start to breathe, right? Just start to breathe naturally. Notice where your breath is sitting in your body. You know, having an awareness of your breath is really powerful of where it is at any point, of where it is touching, where it is not touching, where is it going, where is it not going. These are really useful things to begin tracking in your body. And so just start to notice, where does my breath sit today? And if it feels open to you, take a big, deep, beautiful breath into your chest. 
feeling the air expand in your lungs as you inhale, (sighs) and feeling your chest contracting as you exhale, and maybe just becoming aware of anything that's sitting in this part of your body if that feels open to you. And so you're going to take a deep breath into your beautiful belly, your beautiful, beautiful belly, and exhale. Mm, That was a yummy one. (laughs) Delicious. And so breathing into your belly is so beneficial for your nervous system. It's such a nourishing thing that you can do. And, you know, if that's a tool that you take into 2022, that sometimes you just want to breathe into your belly. It stimulates the vagus nerve. It helps to calm and regulate your nervous system. Belly breaths are, you know, um, a kind of breathing that are, uh, that is, are, is recommended in many different spiritual practices. It's a way of breathing that connects you more deeply into your body. And that is actually uh, the way of breathing that's most nourishing to your body because you're fully, you're actually taking in your breath and your oxygen <laughs> and all of the beautiful things that you need to <sighs> inhale. You're really taking it in and you're letting it in, right? When we breathe into our chest, we're actually breathing super shallowly and our breath isn't getting to the places that it needs to get to. So when you breathe into your belly, your diaphragm, your rib cage expands. Your breath moves deeper into your body. Oxygen goes to all of your cells and nourishes them. And you exhale and you let out whatever you're needing to let out. And so the next breath that you're going to take is down to your pelvic floor. You might relate to this area of your body as your pussy or your cock or your ass or your perineum or your genitals. Like there are so many ways of relating to this part of your body. But I really just want you to take a deep breath and see if you can pull up, like squeeze those muscles of your of your pelvic floor. It might feel like a kegel. It might feel like you're holding in pee. But see if you can on the inhale, oh, just breathe in and squeeze. And on the exhale, Oh, relax. <laughs> so yummy. And you can just take a couple of those breaths. And really why I'm I'm leading us through this is so that we can connect to the erotic energy first before we start to name any of these sexy intentions for the new year. And so if you have your pen and paper, get comfy, get situated, you might already have your first intention, which is to take a just a few more belly breaths each day or a few more breaths into your pussy, into your cock, into your ass, into your perineum, into your genitals, into your pelvic floor. Let's use all the words <sighs> as you step into the new year. But now I'm going to share with you my sexy intentions for what I think is going to be one of the sexiest years here on earth. And I'm so fucking excited for that. I just feel like ah, I'm, I'm actually bubbling. I'm, I'm feeling like my whole body is alive with the possibility of just how deliciously erotic this year could be will be, is going to be, already is. (laughs) And so my first intention for the new year is to take so many breaths, so many breaths into my pussy. That is such a big intention for me. (sighs) Oh yeah, exactly like that. I am, I have you know, I, I definitely, I used to just like wake up in the mornings and run out of bed. Like I didn't really wake up in my body. And and this is a, a practice that I'm really passionate about sharing with people is like learning to wake up to pleasure. It begins as soon as we open our eyes, you know, like what we do in those moments is so important. And so when I open my eyes now, I first take a few moments just to remember that I'm in a body. Like, hey, Toomey, you're here, you're on earth, and you're in a body. <laughs> it's like, great reminder. And it sounds, you know, you might be like, oh, that's so funny. But, you know, how often do we really forget that we're in bodies and then act accordingly? 
you know, and, and, and act in ways that would really support the fact that we are in bodies. So I start my mornings by like just remembering that I'm in a body. Oh God. Wow. Delicious. Or, oh wow. Painful. Or, oh wow. That sucks. Hate that this morning. But just remembering, you know, it's always going to be different. I think something I really want to disrupt this year is this idea of kind of like healing into perfection. And I think now that um, that we, we are in the next few years, we're going to see such an expansion of spirituality in the collective consciousness. But I think that also then that interacts, that meets capitalism, that that you know um, meets our world in a very interesting way. And we definitely are going to see spiritual practices being commodified. Um, and that's going to be interesting. It's going to be an adventure. We're going to see what happens there. But I think, you know, as we also then see like spiritual influencers, that is something that we are going to see. And I think with kind of the rise of spiritual influencers, we're also probably going to see this kind of um like very romanticized idea of what that healing journey looks like. And it's not to say it's not wrong to romanticize our lives. Like this is not, I'm not shaming anyone. I'm not judging anyone. I just want to say what we are going to begin to see. And as we begin to see that, I think that is going to then become a shame voice for people, you know, like I'm not spiritual enough or I'm not spiritual in the right ways or like like my suffering doesn't look glamorous. <laughs> you know, it doesn't look beautiful in the same way that this person's suffering looks beautiful. And it's like, well, that's that's not really what their suffering looks like, you know? Um, and as our lives in the digital realm become almost as real as our lives in the physical realm, we're also going to see an ability to um, portray an idea of what the spiritual journey is like. And to name it, that's what human becoming is too, you know? Like, I try to show up. I, I do. I show up here and I'm authentic. And, you know, I really focus on really just, you know, being in the messiness and the chaos with y'all. But the truth is people will still look at my life and think that there is this, like, you know, beautiful, perfected image of healing. You know, I think people people will look at me as like a spirit influencer and I'm like, mm. <laughs> so if if I'm going to take up that mantle, because as I move more um, into making my work very public, right? And, and as I um, step into my desire to be seen and as I face my fear around being seen, you know, I am going to start to to take up this space. And I use influencer, like I think influencer, it's just becoming like a role that people play in our world, especially when they start to have some kind of platform. And so in that, I'm like, wow, okay, so then if I'm going to, you know, be an influencer in some ways, um, then I really... I really I want to influence by showing you how like how dark things can get in here and how scary things can get in here and how challenging things can get in here and I really feel like one of the greatest disservices we do and I think this is um one of the challenges with like some modern influencers um is when we pretend that we have it all figured out you know so even as I I I think this is a place where it really comes up so I work as a sex and relationship coach and I talk about sex and relationships here all the time. And I talk about sex and relationships on Instagram. And sometimes I worry that people are projecting onto me that I just have it all figured out. Like I am just now I just flow with my erotic energy and, you know, and I just and everything just works out and everything's la li la, you know, um, I never want anyone to think <laughs> that I ever, ever, ever have everything figured out or anything figured out. I know nothing. I know nothing. Um, and then I also know some things <laughs> and and where my passion comes from is, is sharing those some things. Um, but, you know, I really, I also say that because I, when people work with me, right, now that I'm working with so many more one-on-one -on -one clients, and as I also start to launch the school um, and share classes with people in workshops and teach in that way, I don't want people to think that what I'm offering them is a way of healing into perfection. 
You know, I don't want people to think that what I'm offering them is is a way of, you know, tr- almost like totally transcending any suffering around sex and relationships and our connection to our bodies. Like, I, I'm not offering people this kind of utopian human experience of perfection. Um, but what I am offering people is is a way to be human that for me feels so much more pleasurable. And there is still chaos, and there is still sadness, and there is still grief, and there is still anger, and healing is a circle, and I will continue to, you know, like I'll probably be 60 and still working on some of the things that I'm working on now, and that's okay. You know, I think also sometimes I can get into this place of like healing towards a destination, and then I'll arrive. This idea of arriving (laughs) is just so funny, you know, but it's like I'm not going to arrive. I'm I'm not going to arrive. I'm just going to continue com- like going around on this circle and deepening my experience of it, right? The circle becomes a spiral moving down and down and down. And I'll just continue to do that into death. And that will be my life. <laughs> and so I just want to name that as a thing especially as we go into into this little session of ours, into this ritual. So I wake up and I see how I'm feeling in my body that day. <sighs> And I try to breathe into that, right? Like just to breathe into connection with whatever the energy is that's present. And then I try to take a big breath. And I do. I take a big breath into my pussy and I say, hi, pussy. How are you? How are you waking up this morning? How are you feeling about the world? And this is a practice that I want to continue to cultivate into the new year. Really? One of my biggest intentions for 2022 is to build a really nourishing relationship with my pussy. And so for me, that means checking in with my pussy. It means asking my pussy questions because also what I've done in the past a lot is that, you know, I have, and that's why I experienced so much shutdown with my pussy is that I've cognitively said that I wanted to do things that I didn't actually, that my body wasn't ready for, that my body didn't want to do, that my pussy wasn't wanting. And so my pussy learned to tighten up and like totally shut down so that no penetration was possible. So that Yeah, basically, so that no penetration was possible, because this came up for me specifically around penetration. And I'm just working on healing that relationship. And I recognize that I want to live a pussy led life, you know, like every decision that I make, I want to run by my pussy. Like, how does that sound to you, pussy? And if it doesn't sound good, I don't really want to do it. And I've noticed even just as I've I've kind of had this intention, because I don't necessarily like... I I honor that this is a date change. And what I like about a date change is that we move into different, um, we're moving into different numerological energy. So last year we had a universal five year. This year we have a universal six year, different energetics that we're playing with. But I celebrate, you know, the new year uh, around Samhain or Beltane uh, around September, also around the time of the African New Year. So, or at least, you know, what's been practiced in some South African cultures is celebrating the new year around September. And so that's when I celebrate the new year around the spring solstice uh, or the spring equinox, not solstice. So that's when I started this intention setting of really like connecting to my pussy and leading a pussy led life and always waiting for my pussy to say yes and no. And what I've noticed is that my pussy is the greatest fucking guide, like the kind of intuition that comes through my pussy. Unreal, unreal unreal. And so I really, I I want that for myself really deeply. I also want that for other people. And it's something, you know, that I'll be working on um, in my work. For me, it's my pussy. It really, it's that connection to the erotic energy that will guide, right? So I just want to work on deepening into my relationship with my pussy and my understanding of my pussy's yeses and nos and really honoring that and and really, you know, yeah, I I want this to be a year of like pussy worship. Like I feel like my pussy just deserves all the love and praise and worship this year and that's what I want to give them. So 
Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's an exciting one. <laughs> I'm my pussy is already like super turned on by that prospect, and I love that because another um, intention that's quite similar and tied is I want to allow my desire to pull me through life. I don't want to make, I only want to follow the thread of my desire. I really want to radically commit to following the thread of my desire, even when I don't understand where it's taking me, because I now have this, um, I, I've, I've cultivated such a, a depth of self-trust in myself over these past few years, but I'm also learning to cultivate such a depth of trust in my desire and where it leads me. So I had a really profound experience of that just in the last two weeks where it, it was like my desire knew things were going to happen way before I did. And and I didn't need to know those things cognitively. I just had to listen to my desire. And now being on the other end of everything, I'm like, oh my God, you brilliant, brilliant, brilliant energy being, whatever, you know, just totally, totally brilliant. Um, and so I'm, I'm really recognizing my, my, um, cognitive limitations and that I also don't need to always, I don't need to know where my desire is leading me, but I'm really wanting to continue to deepen into like radical levels of trust of my desire and where it is leading me. And so I want to live a really desire, uh, <laughs> desire led, pussy led life in 2022. That's kind of like my big intention for the year is just to listen to the desire, listen to the whispers, listen to the pussy, you know, and see where that takes me. So some of the things that my pussy is really wanting to experience is worship. I'm so like, I just want to be worshipped. One of the things that, you know, became clear to me around Samhain was that a lot of my intention for this year is receiving. So here I'll ask you a question. I've been asking everyone this for the past few days. I usually, I choose a word for the year. So what is your word for the year? Mine is receive. And then some of my other words are trust and surrender, but receive is kind of like the biggest one. But trust and surrender are big for me. Our repatterning was a word that a friend offered me, and I was like, that's a good word. Ask and receive uh, were the words of another dear friend. And so I'm really feeling all of those, but I'm really feeling like receiving, right? And I and I want to allow my body and my pussy just to receive, right? Like to receive other people's desire of me. I'm really stepping into that. Like I've shut myself off from allowing myself to receive other people's desire. And I had a moment when I was in a, a somatica training weekend recently where I was like, and it was a total light bulb moment. I was like, oh my God, people actually enjoy connecting with me. And it was like, it was literally, I used that tone because that's really what it, I was like, huh, wait, people actually want to connect with me. And my projection as I move around the world is no one wants to connect with me, right? Like it's a burden to be in connection with me uh, and and I'm bothering people as I seek connection with them. So it was a total shift, a total moment of repatterning um, of like, whoa, wow, people actually want to connect with me. And so I'm stepping into that energy in the new year, like people actually want to connect with me. People actually want to give to me, right? Like in this receiving thing, people want to give, they want to give their desire, their erotic energy, their time, their presence, their delight. There are so many things, right? They want to give me pleasure. There are so many people in this world that like nothing would make them happier <laughs> than to give me really expansive experiences of pleasure. And so because my core desire is feeling special, um, this is something that it was really hard for me to come into this for a long time because I was like, who would want to create that experience for me? Like who would be interested solely in my pleasure? And now I say a lot of people. <laughs> and so one of my kind of, I'm thinking a lot about my ecosystem. This is something I'm doing with clients too. Like, um, what is the, what is the ecosystem of care, love, support, eroticism of all these delicious things, sex? What is the ecosystem that I'm creating? Uh, what are the rivers? What are the mountains? Like, 
what's feeding into the ecosystem? Who's feeding into the ecosystem? What do I want the ecosystem to look like? All these questions. And so for me, I'm really dreaming of this ecosystem. My ecosystem looks a bit like a garden or a temple. And I'm in the temple and I have maybe eight to 10 lovers around the temple in the temple just like supporting me. <laughs> I really want to I really want to step into being radically supported by other humans and actually letting myself receive that. Even as I say it, I feel my core clenching. Like my core is like oh, and I have to belly breath to relax that tension. But for me, receiving is quite hard and, and receiving is hard for many people, right? Like receiving people's desires, receiving um other like receiving, just receiving, receiving care, receiving love, receiving pleasure, receiving is really hard. And so for me, receiving has become a really deep spiritual practice in the last three months. And I'm really excited to continue to kind of deepen into that experience of uh, receiving. And so I'm dreaming of this ecosystem of eight to 10 lovers. It's, it's such a specific number, but it just keeps coming up for me like eight to 10. <laughs> so I want to date a lot more. Um, I want to go on dates. And I think now that I'm healing from the romantic fantasy and all of the delusion that it encourages, you know, not at all by our own fault. Like it is absolutely like it's a really intense one. Um, but I'm doing this work on healing from the romantic fantasy. I'm thinking about doing a project around this in the new year. So stay tuned. But I really want other people to heal from this fantasy too. Um, and to be able to engage with it as a fantasy, but not as an expectation for what real life is, because the romantic fantasy isn't real life. So I'm kind of healing from this romantic fantasy, healing from the dominant dominant blah, 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 narratives around sex and relationships and what they should look like and what they should feel like and what they should mean. Hmm checking in with the pussy. And um and as I'm doing that healing I'm, you know, I'm jumping off the relationship escalator, you know, and the sense of how romantic relationships and sexual relationships are supposed to progress. And I feel like in that, I actually feel so much freer to just date many, many, many people and to question my assumptions of what that means and what that has to look like. And so I'm really excited to go on more dates and just to go on dates for fun. And I feel really so much more confident in my ability to hold my boundaries. I have so much more trust in myself and my ability to hold my boundaries. And so I know that I could go on dates with people and um, and bring the fullness of my desire to the table. And also, you know, be ready for people's disappointment when I'm like, that was really fun and, and that was fine. Like, I'm full and I don't need anything more. You know, I'm realizing that I often override my own sense of I'm full. I think knowing that we're full is really important, especially as it comes to, you know, uh, our relationships with other humans. Like, um, when am I full? full like i've i've i'm i've had the connection that i desire i've had the physical intimacy that i desire i'm full now and i used to really like judge my capacity at, you know for fullness <laughs> i used to say like no you you're not supposed to be full yet and so i do things that i didn't actually want to do because i felt like i was like i needed to be full at a different point and i wasn't allowed to be full yet and so I'm really good at being like, yeah, I'm full now. Thank you. Um, and so in that, in feeling so much more empowered around my ability to share my erotic energy with people and also, mm, you know, to hold my boundaries, I feel so much more equipped to go out into the world and date like tons of people and experience going on many, many, many dates and, and really figuring out what is the flavor <laughs> of intimacy that I'm seeking this year. What what's the flavor? What's what's the texture, you know? Um and 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 so not as a cognitive thought process, but really as a I'm just going to I'm thinking of it as I'm like an explorer. I'm going out into the field and I'm just going to discover 
what mm, what's what's the feeling like the biggest turn on you know uh, and how can i start to build up that ecosystem of 8 to 10 <laughs> so I'm excited. I'm excited to bring more lovers into my temple. I'm excited to be worshipped, right? And to have like my pussy be worshipped and my body be worshipped. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yum. <laughs> I actually have to take a moment to just like sip that in because it's really yummy. So I'm really excited to experience more of that. Um, to ex- I want devotion from my lovers, you know. Um, I I want people who are like going to kiss the ground that I walk on and feel such gratitude to the earth for holding me in all the ways that it does, you know, like. I'm, I'm actually really looking for that kind of intimacy. And so I'm excited for that. And I'm excited just to let myself have it without shaming myself. Like, you're so narcissistic or <laughs> I am. And what about it? Um, <laughs> you know, I really, I just want to give myself that freedom. And in giving myself that freedom, I, I notice I become such a, it improves my coaching, you know, because my coaching is really like I'm showing up as an erotic and sexual being. So the more that I commit to my own healing, the more that I'm able to show up to support other people in their healing. And that is such a deep desire for me. And I think that's also why I want this kind of worship from other people is I spend a lot of time and now especially I'm amping up like I'm going to spend a lot of hours supporting people and holding space for them and allowing them to come into their erotic energy and allowing them to feel this kind of secure attachment and unconditional love and acceptance. And so I really want to make sure that as much as I'm supporting other people, I'm supported. Maybe that's why eight to 10 is coming up. Cause I'm like, for every client, let there be a lover. <laughs> and so I'm really, really excited about that. And just allowing myself once again to receive. So if you want to write down what your year for the year for the word is, yes. What your year for the word is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, write that down. And, um, And, you know, especially if there's a word that like comes up for me, receive is what I'm doing in my, in all aspects of my life. But you might feel like in terms of my sexual and relational life, I'm wanting X word, you know, but in other aspects of my life, you can have so many words. The sky's the limit. There is no limit. So just have fun with it. Um, But yeah, those are some big resolutions for me. (sighs) Ah. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. Like coming back into my body and just noticing what else is feeling particularly present. Um, I know that because I've had so much trauma around my pussy, I do want to heal my relationship with penetrative sex this year. That is a big thing for me. I do want to have more penetrative sex in very safe uh, containers um, and in ways where I feel totally empowered to name my boundaries and say when something no longer feels good. But I definitely do want to have a lot more penetrative sex. Um, and yeah, and 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 kind of he. I, I also know that there's some like internal trauma um, that's wanting to be released, and I want to do that through penetrative sex with partners, but also. I'm a big, um, you know, I'm a big masturbator, <laughs> um, but I, I love, I have like my crystal wand um, and I know I want to do, I want to commit to like a lot more de-armoring practices this year um, just to kind of work through a lot of the trauma that's been stored in the tissue of my pussy. So that's definitely something that I'm wanting to do. More penetrative sex. Uh, a, a fun kind of intention is that I, I really want to focus on more <laughs> I want to see, I want to play with um, how open I feel to giving blowjobs and deciding if that's something that I'm really into, if I'm not. Um, I have such a sensitive gag reflex. 
I'm such a sensitive gag reflex. Like, I've just always, 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 like, just even around, like, food and things, I, like, can smell something and I'm like, huh, huh. Like, I'm just so sensitive. But I really, there's something about, um, specifically oral sex and my mouth being penetrated in some way that feels really, it feels really powerful. It feels like so much of what I work on around surrender, um, especially like opening my throat actually feels really healing. And maybe that's where I need to bring like my open-throated bitch into the room. Ah, to learn how to like open <laughs> my mouth and my throat in a way that doesn't make me gag. Um, so that's kind of like a fun thing. Or can I can I work on my capacity to um, enjoy gagging? Like, because I think that's what happens for me. Then I gag and then I judge myself as like, you're not supposed to gag. But I'm like, maybe I have a really small throat and mouth and maybe I will just gag. And can that high intensity sensation from gagging be hot? It's one of those things that I'm like to explore. Really would like to know. Gonna check in with myself there. So some of my, yeah, those are some of my resolutions for sure. Uh, definitely want to step into a greater acceptance of my bisexuality. You know, even just speaking about giving blowjobs, I feel this like um, intense shame for like not being queer enough, right? Um, which is bullshit. And also, right, like genitals have nothing to do with people's genders. Um, but I, I feel this intense shame, like, because I know that a lot of this work that I'm going to do around penetrative sex will be with men. And, oh, it makes me feel, I still feel a bit of shame. Definitely not as much as I used to, but I still feel a lot of, like, my not queer enough stuff. But I know I'm so fucking queer. And I know I'm so fucking bisexual. And I know that that's okay. So I want to like lean into because I, I know that there have been times where I've been like, no, I'll just deny this aspect of my desire. But it's like, no, I, I do desire to be in intimacy with people of all genders. And so that's also I'm definitely thinking about my all gender beyond gender uh, little little garden of lovers around my temple. So that's going to be fun. And oh, another one is I want to dress so much more sexy in 2022. I often, I've like, especially in the past two years, I totally shut myself down from dressing in a way that felt sexy. And I mostly was dressing in a way to hide my body. Like I was dealing with a lot of shame around my body um, and a lot of gender stuff too, where I was just feeling so uncomfortable in my body and, and how it's perceived in gendered ways by the society. So I just went into like just not wanting to be perceived at all, you know, and I also in the past two years, like I was terrified of leaving my house because I just so desperately didn't want to be perceived by other humans. And so I'm definitely wanting to play more with one, like, how can I actually just every day I want to wake up and be like, pussy, what do you want to wear? What would make you feel good? Like, what would make you feel sexy? And then I want to give that to myself. But I also want to allow myself to be seen and to going to clear my throat. <clears> throat> Woo. And to um, and to clear Hmm. And to allow myself to like receive the desire of other people, like to allow myself to take in the desire that I can see in other human beings as they interact with me, because I often don't treat myself as desirable and I don't let myself take in other people's desire for me, but a lot of people desire me. And I want to be able to like sip that in and take that in and feel because it feels so good in my body to be desired, like to feel that wash of desire come through me. Oh, feels so fucking good. And so I want to just allow myself to actually revel in that enjoy that you know like really step into being like I, I really this is one resolution I wrote for myself like I just want to be like a sex icon <laughs> that's what I want to become you know like that would really feel good for me um, and so I'm excited about all those things you know like I think 
the sex symbol is is very objectified, but I like being objectified as the thing. <laughs> That's like a kink for me. Um, when I can also, re- you know what I mean? When I can relate to it. Like I think there's also, that's with nuance. There's tum- There are tons of times that I don't like being objectified or when that feels scary or dangerous. Um, but I often really, when I feel safe, I enjoy being objectified. <laughs> um, it's because I enjoy performing. And I think that's what draws me to this idea of becoming like a sex symbol is like, like it's, it's, I used to think that I could never reclaim my desire to perform sexuality, that like my performance of sexuality is bad. And it's very nuanced, right? This is very nuanced because I often work with people who do struggle around performing their sexuality. And so I think now that I've gone on this arc of like healing from that need to perform, right? Where my only option was performing. Now I have all these options available to me. And one is performance. But for me, I've been on this deep journey of figuring out, like, I always wanted to be an actor. And I was like, well, what is acting? Because I've been thinking about that. I want to act more this year. So what is acting? For me, acting, performance, very connected. But acting, whereas I used to think it was like becoming fake, right? And then I would judge myself when I acted and performed. But I see acting as the embodiment of an energy. So when I say that I want to become a sex symbol, it's that I want to so embody this intense sexual energy, like fully embody it and almost have that just flow through me and become its own archetype. And that's part of stepping into the sacred slut, but it's bigger than that. I do think this is a year of me stepping into my role as like, I really do feel like I'm the sacred slut. I do feel so deeply connected to the sacred prostitute. And I I feel that in my work so much, even though I don't sleep with my clients. It's really that work that is you know, hundreds and thousands of years old, which is, you know, there have been people, witches, haha, <laughs> there have been people and witches <laughs> who have embodied the sexual energy, right? And and especially in connection to like a matron goddess or deity in order to heal humanity, in order to be of service to humanity. And I feel like one of the greatest ways that I'm of service is by embodying the sexual energy. So I really want to allow that energy to like channel through me in the most magnificent way. And so I know another thing that I'm calling into my life is a dom. I really, really, really want like a dom that I can really trust to surrender to in very deep ways because I know for me like one of the places that like feels so sexual and sensual is surrender. It's like such a delicious place for me. And so I'm wanting that, but I think I'm also wanting a spiritual or erotic guide. And whether that becomes someone who is, um, whether that becomes a deity, you know, whether that becomes an energy that I work with, or whether that's someone in the flesh that I work with, I'm wanting someone that is going to support me in in, in, in like that's going to be able to hold space for me to continue going down into the darkness and down to the depths. And that's going to support me in embodying more and more and more of this sexual energy. I really do feel like in some ways I'm stepping into my priestesshood, um, which is something I've felt very, I've, it's been, you know, calling in a very intense way. And I said it in the call of the darkness or the call of the erotic episode or the devil inside episode. Um, that I feel very deeply that I'm a priestess of the darkness and I really feel that I'm a priestess of the erotic and I and I really want to step into that and go deeper and deeper and deeper. I know that there are such depths that this year is going to call me into and so in some ways, even though I've gone on my Persephone Hades journey, I'm going to talk about Persephone and Hades in the new year because I'm like, ooh, ugh. I am just like, I can bring anything back to Persephone and Hades in six steps, (laughs) in four, mind you. (laughs) And so I want to, (sighs) go on that Persephone Hades journey again. Like, I feel like I've done it. You know, I feel like that's kind of what these past three years have been, um, is going into my underworld. And I feel like I still, especially in the pre-Hellenic telling of um, Persephone and Hades, I'm still going to be beckoned into 
the cave, into the darkness. I'm still going to follow those whispers and my desires, and I'm excited to see where they take me. But I'm I'm looking for depth this year. I know that I've gotten to a place in my healing journey where now I need to go deeper into the spiral. Uh, and so I'm excited about that. And I think that's it. I could go on and on and on about all of my desires, you know, and and part of what I want, you know, is in me saying these things, I want you to give yourself permission to like actually name what are some of the things that you're wanting to call into your life around your connection to your sexual energy. And to really name them, like, um, like for example, me saying, yeah, I want to be able to ah, open my throat really fucking wide. <laughs> and I want my pussy to be able to relax into receiving penetration. And also, I just want to be able to walk through this world as, as a beacon of sexuality and erotic energy. And I want to step into my priestesshood more. And so I do think that I might start working, um, with a deity around that. And, you know, um, that will be a topic for another day. I think the last thing that I'll end with is that I, in that, I feel like in my priestesshood, I'm really being called to like, um, have like a sex magic coven. I'm really feeling so cold to have a coven. <laughs> you know, um, I actually, my first, my first ritual with the coven was when I was, I don't know, I must have been like eight or nine. And I went to a Beltane celebration. My mom being best mom ever took me to this Beltane celebration. Um, and, and I was with the whole coven and I remember, and everyone was in their robes and you see people casting the circle and the high priestess steps in and the high priest and it was magical and i and i really would love a coven to kind of cultivate a coven of of witches you know who are interested in sex magic uh to like support each other you know um in in our journeys of of deepening our practices so i know that that's because my spiritual energy and my erotic energy one and the same so i feel like i'm wanting more spaces that actually merge the two um and where i can find community and support in that so those are some of my resolutions, my intentions. I don't really think of them as resolutions. They're more intentions or manifestations, but I hope that you have some really fun and sexy ones too. I hope that maybe after this, you take some time to just oh, journal and see what comes up for you. And I'm really excited for you to have, you know, many of those desires met in this beautiful and sacred and sexy year of 2022. So I can't wait to continue growing and exploring with you in this year. I'm wishing you all the most blessed year and the most blessed day. And if you're doing rituals around this time, I'm wishing you the most blessed rituals. And that's it for me. I love you very dearly and very deeply. And I hope you're taking good care of yourself. <laughs> Mwah.